0: Well, hey, welcome to week three of our four-part series called Make Room. So glad you're along for the ride this weekend. Welcome to Church uh, Online wherever you are. I hope that you've enjoyed worship so far. I know I have really enjoyed uh, worshiping with you in these seasons. I know it's different, but I'm so glad that you're here. Let's open God's Word together. Here's what I promised you. I'm going to bring you a message of hope, a word of hope uh, every week uh, before I get to the message in the series. So let me do that. It's found in Psalms 91 now. Uh, Maybe you've seen Psalm 91 prayed a lot. I've been praying this sort of since the beginning of uh, this whole thing. I've been declaring Psalm 91 over my family. This is the New Living Translation. I love this. Read along with me. It says, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Now, I've highlighted some strange words, so just stick with me because I want you to see them. He says, this I declare about the Lord. So, so David is saying, here's what I'm saying about God, that He alone is my refuge. You need to say that out loud. You need to type that in the comments. He alone is my refuge, and He's my place of safety, and He's my God, and I trust Him. Now, I want you to catch all of those personal. This is me. Here's how I feel about God. And i just declaring this over your life. Honestly, this would just lift you up today. If you're down right now where you are, that's enough to lift you up. And David makes this personal. Let me tell you about God. I declare this about the God of the Bible. He alone is my refuge. He's my place of safety. He's my God and I trust Him. But the verse doesn't stop there. So this is the end of Psalm 91 and I want you to catch this out. For He will... Look at the next slide. For He will rescue... Notice how the language changes. He'll rescue you from every trap. And He'll protect you from deadly disease. Now notice this. David goes from He's my God, He's my protector, He's my refuge, He's my safety too, and He's going to protect you... And He's going to keep you from deadly disease. Let me give you this word. Catch a hold of this. Here's your word of hope for this week. All right, everybody? It's that when you know who God is for you, you'll be able to tell others who God can be in their life. That when you grab a hold, I I, I can give you some hope now. I can encourage you because I've already encouraged myself because I already know this about God. He's already been good to me. Let me challenge you this week. Listen, you're not the only one living through this this situation, this crisis, we're all in this together. What if you decided I got some strength today? I've kind of made this personal today. I've gone to God. I know what God is in my life, and I know what He can do for you. Why don't we we say it this way at City Hills? Let's make this about loving God. I know who He is to me, and about loving people. Come on, love God and love people. Love God and love people. Let's make that our prayer this week. All right, everybody? All right, let's dive into week three of Make Room. Let me bring you this quick word. Um, We've been talking about making room for God in our lives and to move in our lives and all kinds of areas of our lives. And this series, if you're just joining us this weekend, this series is kind of a spring cleaning, you know, for every area of our life. Uh, We've been talking about how God can sort of make room in our life for the things that He wants to give us. On week one, we talked about margin in our life, having margin, and Margin in really every area of your life, not just uh, not just in your heart, not just spiritual margin, but moral margin. You know, not not just walking right on that moral edge, but having some margin between you and the temptation that the enemy wants to put in your life. And we've talked about emotional margin, having some space in your mind, especially in times like this where you're able to uh, you know have compassion. You're able to know this about God, so that you can help other people. And today week three of this crisis that we're all in and, and our nation's walking through and our world really is walking through it. And let me just tell you, we may kind of be at the crest where we are right now, where we're, we may be in or approaching the part where they say it's going to get worse before it gets better. And, and I know that doesn't sound like good news, but I got some good news I want to give you in the middle of that today. And I want to talk about making room, especially right here in week number three. I want to talk about making room in your Mind, Come on, put your hands on your head wherever you are making room in your mind. Making room in your mind. you know that most of the battles of your life are, are right here? That most of the victories in your life are won right here? I, I read a story about Monty Roberts. Um, I, I'm not really into horses. Uh, believe this or not, I'm not really an outdoorsman, whatever. And so uh, I, I remember riding horses for the, uh, just a couple of times. Uh, I have been um, on a horse with a friend of mine who pastors in uh, Houston, Texas. Pastor uh, Jeremy Foster and I spend a few days together every summer at a, a local ranch, actually not far here, just here in the hill country, about half an hour or so from where we are now. And uh, we, we ride horses and we bring our families and, and there's, we have a mutual friend who's just so kind. And, and it allows us to we ride horses in, in uh, the stable there. My kids love it. Uh, they think it's amazing. And, and the first time I went to the ranch several years ago uh, with uh, uh, that family, uh, I was just so scared to get on this horse. And the ranch manager, who actually is a part of our church family now, uh, Mike would, would say, he said, you know Pastor, if you just get on, and you won't show that you don't know what you're doing, then the horse will do what we tell it to do. And, and so I read about Monty Roberts. He's known as... The horse whisperer. I know it sounds funny. It's a true story, though. And Monty believes he has um, developed what he thinks is this, is this unspoken language that horses have, and that he can talk to horses. And, and, he's, and he's like a world-renowned horse whisperer. And, and I, I, I did a lot of research about this, and he can take a wild horse, you, you know, put his hand on the, on the back of the neck of this wild horse, and allow you know, that horse, whatever communication they're doing, he's, you know, he's talking to this horse and, and that language that he understands that he believes these horses use to communicate to one another. And not long after that, this wild horse, he'll put a 60-pound kid on his back, and that wild horse will not buck that child. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's really, it's amazing to see just this communication between him and this animal. And he says this, listen to this theory. He says, whatever rules your mind, rides your back. I love that. Whatever rules your mind, rides your back. In other words, if I can get, if I can communicate with this animal, then it's safe for it to be on it. But but the, the truth is that's a principle for my life. Like whatever's ruling my mind, it's on my back. It, it has my whole life. It tends to rule my life. And our minds are crowded with all kinds of stuff in normal times. Our minds are crowded with worry and stress and comparison and responsibilities and failures and stress and money and what are we going to do and I don't know. And then in times like this, like what we're all walking through and living through together right now, now, now you add confusion and worry and fear and doubt and what ifs and I don't know and are we going to make it. And, and, and so our minds are so crowded with this. And, and it always it's always interesting to me when I hear Christians say, well, I didn't think it was going to be this hard. Like I didn't think I didn't think this would happen to us. You know, I didn't think we'd walk through this. I, I didn't know, I didn't know this battle would be so hard in my mind. And the, the truth of the matter is, listen close. Jesus promised you that tough times would come. Now listen, nobody's getting a t-shirt that said tough times on the way, you know, hashtag Jesus said. No, like nobody's buying the bracelet. What would Jesus do? in the hard times that He promised I would get. Nobody wants that promise, but it's in in your Bible. Uh, He says it like this in John 16 and 33. He said, I've told you these things so that in Me you may have peace. In other words, I'm warning you. I've told you these things, so don't be alarmed, that in this world you will have trouble. That's the phrase not going on a t-shirt or on a bracelet. In this world you will have trouble. Hard times are going to Come, but, underline this in your Bible, take heart. You know what that means? The Bible talks about your heart. It talks about the seat of your emotions. And and, and He he said, I want you to grab your emotions, your mind, your thought life, and I want you to hold on to them. Take heart. Jesus said, because I have overcome the world. I've overcome the world. Let me say it like this. Jesus doesn't remove you from the trouble He's with you in the trouble. And that's where we are right now. And I want you to hear that right wherever you are. Jesus shows up in the middle of the crisis. He shows up when you don't know. He calms the storm in the storm, not after it's all over with. And then He comes back and goes, oh yeah, here's what we could have done. Here's what I would have done. Here's what could have been better. No, He just walks right in the middle of your mess and says, take heart. Like, get a hold of your mind. So how do I take heart? How do I take heart in these times? I'm glad you asked. How you you get your mind in control, how you make room for what God wants to put in your mind in these turbulent times. The Bible says it like this in Romans 12 and 2. Don't be conformed to this world because right now the world is gone crazy with panic and fear and worry and anxiety and what's going to happen and are we going to be able to and is this going to work out? But be transformed, here it is, By the renewing of your... Come on, type the word mind. It's in my mind. It's in my mind. It's all in my mind. It's in your mind. If you'll be transformed there, then you'll see what that good and acceptable and perfect will of God is for your life. The battle for your peace... Listen close this week and make room. The battle for your peace is in your mind. And I want to help you this week to make some room in your mind, because peace and joy and hope, listen to me, it will not bully its way into your thought life. Let me say that again so you catch this. The peace of God, joy that comes from God, hope that comes from God, will not bully its way, push its way into your mind. You have a responsibility to be transformed by renewing your own mind. You you know it's true. The Bible says it like this in 2 Timothy. I don't have it on the screen, but God hasn't given us the spirit of fear. He's given us a a, a power and love and a sound mind. A sound mind. So the opposite, what Jesus has said, the opposite of the spirit of fear is that your mind's in control, that you've taken over your thought life that you've decided, I'm going I'm to make room for the right stuff in my mind. The number one all-encompassing benefit to faith and not fear, listen close, in your heart and in your mind, the number one all-encompassing benefit to having faith is that it will not share space with the monsters and the negative invaders of your mind i got to tell you that again. The number one reason why you need faith in this season is because it will not share space in your mind with hopelessness and doubt and fear and worry and anxiety. You're going to have to replace that with faith. And I'm encouraging you, replace that with faith. Like, put some faith in your mind. When faith, when faith increases, doubt starts decreasing. When faith walks in the room in your life, worry walks out when faith stands up sadness and despair and hopelessness have to take a seat when faith rises insecurity starts shrinking when faith is in residence listen that stuff that's worrying you that's that the anxious thoughts in your mind the concern the panic it cannot stay faith won't exist it just won't it won't share space with that you're going to have to replace that, renew your mind with the right stuff. And you never know what faith can do in your life until you call it into your life, until you decide, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm not going to live my life, not one more week, not one more day of however long this is lasting. Whatever whatever part we're in in this journey together, I'm not living one more day with all that stuff taking over my mind. I'm going to push that stuff out. I'm going to take those thoughts captive, the Bible says. I'm going to make them obedient to Christ. I'm going to replace them with God thoughts. You say, well, how do I do it? How do I know that I have faith in in my mind? I'm going to give you really quickly, I'm going to give you an acronym. I don't do it a whole lot, but I'm going to give you a quick way you know that you can replace that With faith. I'm going to give you some practical stuff. Come on, you can take this down. You can write this down. Once you write these in the comments or write them in your notes, once you share this, this is how you're going to replace and have faith in your mind. Here's the first one: write this down. You got to focus on the positive. You got to focus on the positive. Everything in your life has pluses and minuses. Like everything has something good and something wrong. Every relationship, there are no perfect husbands there I was going to say there are no perfect wives but mine is but other than her there are no perfect wives like there's just no perfect there's no perfect job and you've gone to three of them and they're all guess what you're at every one of them and there's always something wrong with them there's positives about it there's negatives about it there are no perfect churches let me just go ahead and tell you this I'm always surprised about this some people say that you know this is what's wrong with City Hills and it's the very thing that other people say this is what I love about City Hills you know why? There's nothing perfect about it. There's positives, there's negatives. There's stuff people like, there's stuff people don't like. There's always stuff that you can focus on. So here's my question for you today. Has your life, here's the the question you have to ask yourself. Has my life gotten better by focusing on all the negative? Like, is my relationship better? Is my life better? Is my spiritual life better? Is my relationship with my church, with my small group, with my pastor? with is, is any of that better? Is my relationship with my job, authority, my spouse? Is anything better in my life because I focus on what's wrong? Of course the answer no. Your life's worse when that's all you focus on. If you want to have faith, you got to focus on the positive because whatever you feed in your mind, listen, it'll grow in your mind. Whatever you feed will grow. If you focus on the positive, that'll start growing. This week, if you focus on the positive that you do have, not what I don't have, not what's not going right, but I'm going to focus on what God has done, the positive things that I can you know, put my hands on and go, man, this is God's plan in my life. This is the blessing of God in my life. I don't have everything, but look what God has made a way in this crisis. Focus on the positive. You'll get faith. Here's the second thing. Write this down. You've got to affirm yourself. You got to affirm yourself. Affirm, write this in the comments. You got to treat yourself. Come on. You got to affirm yourself. You ever put on something new and looked in the mirror and said, you, you, you look all right today. You know, you look good in this. This doesn't, you know, you can't turn sideways, but when you look straight on, you're like, This looks good. You know, you look, you look good in that. If nobody else says to me, I look good, I look good in this. And there's just sometimes you got to talk to yourself. Do you know the loudest voice in your life? is the one that's in your head. It's the one that tells you all that stuff that only you can hear, that self-talk, and you'll follow it before you'll follow anything else. You'll listen to self-talk more than you'll listen to anybody else. Somebody else will tell you, no, you're beautiful, and and, and the, the voice in your mind is saying, no, you're ugly, you're not good enough. Somebody tell you, you can do it. You can make it. You've got what it takes. No, you can't. You don't have anything. You're worthless. You don't have any value. And you'll believe the voice in your head over any other voice more. So that's why you've got to learn how to affirm yourself and you'll have, your faith will grow when you learn how to do it. And it's a biblical principle. Look at Joel 3 and 10. It says, let the weak, everybody shout in your living room, say, let the weak say, I'm strong. It didn't say the weak were going to get strong overnight. It said, when you're weak, say out loud. There's something about affirming when you tell yourself, I'm not a failure. I may have failed, but I'm not a failure. I am valuable. I have purpose in my life. God made me. I'm a child of the Most High God. I've got divine destiny in my life. Come on, you got to affirm. I'm just trying to give you faith this week. Make room in your mind for that faith. You've got to affirm your Self. I would shout amen right where you were if I were you. or I would type amen wherever you're watching this right now. You've got to just say, let the weak say, I'm going to make it. I am strong. You've got to talk yourself into it sometimes. Here's the third thing. You want to get faith in your mind. You've got to imagine God doing something good. Imagine God doing something good. In, in Jesus' teaching, I don't have it on the screen, but in Mark 11, He says this, Listen, whatever you ask for in prayer... Listen to this. Believe that you received it and it will be yours. Interesting. Whatever you ask for when you pray, believe that you'll receive it and it'll be yours. Do you know what, you know what that is? That's your imagination. You're, you're believing, you're imagining God is doing something good in my life. It's imagining myself receiving the answer to this prayer that God's working on my behalf, that I'm healthy and strong again. Um, You gotta gotta just, it's like that that the father, the prodigal son, who stands outside on the porch, imagining his son running towards him. And then one day his son's running toward him. You just gotta have faith for that. You gotta believe and imagine that God's at work. it's, It's imagining, it's seeing something that isn't there as though it were there. Got to imagine that God's working on your behalf. I'm just putting faith in your mind. You got to replace all that stuff and make room for some more faith. Here's the next thing I got to hurry. It's trust. You got to trust God in everything. In everything. You got to trust. It doesn't take a whole lot of faith, listen close, to trust God when everything's going good. It takes faith to trust God when you don't know what's happening to the world. It seems like it's crumbling around you, They're shaking everywhere. It seems like everything that can be shaken is being shaken. It seems like the, the stuff you could depend on and trust now. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't know about my job. now. I mean, I, we, maybe we can weather it through this storm, but I don't know. It's getting kind of crazy. I don't know how much longer we can, you know, stand there and, and, and you just, man, it, it's you start questioning everything. Listen to me. If you want to replace and put faith in your mind, you got to trust in God and you got to trust God for absolutely everything. Let, let, Let me give you some hope in this season. Look at me. Don't depend on you, depend on God. Don't depend on you and your knowledge. And we live in this world where we feel like, you know, Trust trust has got to be earned and it and it seems like it's short supply. I don't trust you. I don't know. I don't know where you are. I, I don't know. You know if this is going to work. But the wisest man who ever lived, Solomon, he says it like this in Proverbs three and five: Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and don't trust you. Trust God. Don't lean on what you can see with your eyes and your own understanding. I think I got this figured out. I think I can handle. It. No, no, no. If I'm going to replace in my mind, I'm going to put faith in my mind, I've got to trust God for everything. I'm going to lean on God. When you can't track the hand of God, trust God with everything. I'm just trying to get you some faith. Just trying to get you some faith in your, in your mind that you make room, you push out doubt and worry and fear and anxiety. Make room for some faith. Here's the last thing. You've got to hope for the best. You gotta have hope. You gotta hope for the best. And the old and the New Testament, the implied meaning of the word hope is expectation. It's not wishful thinking. Okay. So I know you, you. We say things like, "I hope the Spurs are better this year." Come on, somebody. I hope the Saints win the Super Bowl. Unless y'all cheat again and cheat us out of it. I hope. Think that's wishful thinking. Okay. That's not biblical hope. Biblical hope is I'm expecting that God is going to come through. I'm expecting, even though the, the things in my life would say, man, I don't know, this doesn't look like it's going to happen, and this looks like uh, I, you know, we've lost uh, it all, and I don't know, I don't know how we're going to weather this financial storm if this crisis goes on much longer. I don't know what our business is going to do. I don't know what my job's going to do. I don't know what we're going to do about the mortgage. I don't know what's happening right now, or, or maybe there's somebody in your world that's, that's gotten sick, and you're worried, and I don't know what to do. Listen to me. Hope for the best. Put hope in God. Expect that God's working even when I can't see it. Expect that God's moving even when I don't see it or feel that He's moving or I don't know how you're going to do this or I don't know, God, how you're going to open this door. But my hope is in you. I'm focusing on what's positive. I'm affirming myself. I'm saying out loud, God's in control. God's on my side. Let the weak say that I am strong. I'm imagining that God is doing something right now. I don't know what, but I'm imagining God's working it out. I'm imagining God's g- give, giving some scientist a cure in his mind right now. I'm imagining God's working right now in the economy. He's God's just. I'm imagining that we're that we're back together again as a church family. I'm imagining there's a great harvest of souls that people are coming to Jesus. Literally by the tens of thousands of people but because we're bringing the gospel to your home and where you are just just like this. And I'm I'm imagining God's doing something good. I'm trusting God with everything in my life. I'm inviting you to trust God in this season. Come on, let's make room in our mind. Faith won't exist with all that other stuff crowding up. you got to push that stuff out and put faith in. Let's trust God and then let's hope For the best, let's expect that God's moving. Let's expect that God's got an answer. Let's expect, come on, the voice in your your head right now is telling you, I don't know, don't get your hopes up, but I'm telling you, get your hope up. Get it so far up, it's in God. My hope's in God. This week, I, I just wanted to bring you this message of hope to tell you You can make it. You can have faith to replace all of that doubt and anxiety and fear and panic and worry and doubt and I don't know and what ifs and where are and how's this. Replace that with faith, 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 faith. Come on, you got to get a faith up. Get your faith up. Get your family together. Put your arms around them. I want to lead you in a prayer of faith today. Come on, whoever you're watching with, if you're by yourself, just bow your head, close your eyes, or if you got your family nearby, let me pray this prayer of faith. Father, I know there are people who are struggling in this season. I know there are people who are wondering what's happening next, and how's the world going crazy, and what are we going to do if this lasts much longer, and could it really get worse? God, I know, I know the enemy's attacking the minds of people with worry and doubt and fear and anxiety and panic and God I just rebuke all of that from my mind come on just out loud say I'm taking back control of my mind I'm taking back in this family we're going to take control of our thoughts and our mind I, I take all those thoughts captive and I I make them obedient to what I know true about God that if I focus on what God wants me to focus I'm gonna focus on what's going good not what's going wrong I'm going to imagine God's working. I'm going to affirm out loud. I'm going to say the good things that God's doing. I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord, affirm myself. I'm going to trust God with everything i got. And I'm hoping my expectation, my hope is in God that He's working it out. Come on, I'm putting faith in my mind today. Father, I pray for every person who's praying that prayer that faith would rise in their hearts. God, that they would, they would feel in this moment, in their living room, in their kitchen, around the table, wherever they're watching this, wherever they're worshiping with us this weekend, that faith would start rising. There'd be that build up of faith that their shoulders would go back a little bit and their head would go a little bit higher. That God's working it out. I'm, I'm fixing my mind and it'll fix everything else. I'm fixing my thought life and it'll affect my behavior and my mood and my emotions. I'm going to take control of my thoughts. I'm going to make it about faith. Now while you're still praying, listen, if you've never expressed your faith totally in Jesus, you can do that in this very moment. You can give God your whole life right now. starts with a prayer that sounds just like this. Lord Jesus, I surrender my whole life to You. I believe that You came, that You died for my sins, that You were buried and You rose again. Now I want You to be the Lord of my life. Save me. I repent of my sins. Give you all of my hurt, my brokenness, my pain, my doubt, my fears, my future, my dreams. Give it all to you. Save me. Forgive me. Be the Lord of my life. I put my faith in God. In Jesus' name, amen.